You know, today we started on Washington. We picked up as a team. We've cleaned up the uh, previous game over the last couple of days and put that to rest with the team. And now our thoughts and focus are fully on Washington from this point forward. Uh, obviously, this is an explosive team. You talk about them defensively, it really starts up front. You know, the edge players, the interior, they've got a number of first-round draft picks on their line. They've got a lot of very capable players. You know, that complemented by their corners and their playmaking safeties really gives them fits for opposing offenses. They do a good job producing pressure up front and capitalizing on the opportunities produced from up front. Uh, this is a team that can get after you with just the front four. They can bring pressure. They do a really good job with their movement schemes, and they change up throughout the game. You know, Del Rio does a really good job with Ron as far as scheming for the opponent, changing up. But the other thing they do is they really keep it simple for their players to play fast and play ahead. You know, offensively, obviously, Turner's doing a really good job of moving the pieces around. That's a great catch and run team. You know, you got McLaurin's one of the top guys in the league at catching short passes, turning into basically a punt return, getting into space. This is an elite screen team. You know, whether it's running the ball between the tackles or getting this into space, they're going to get to the running backs as much as they can, and they're going to get them moving. You know, when a kicking game, it starts with big game specialists. Nate does a great job of really letting those guys just go ahead and bang away and use their leg strength. They can flip the field every time they do it. So you've got to be in a position to make sure you play sound in the kicking game. Otherwise, they can control the field position. So. This is an explosive team. There's a tremendous amount of talent on it. They can make plays you know, in any phase, and we have to make sure that we're prepared this week. That being said, I'd like to open up for questions, whatever I can answer. You know, Ron Rivera talks a lot down here about having five, 5,000 reps for a young player is kind of his arbitrary figure for when a guy sort of starts to get things, and often the context is quarterback, but other positions as well. Do you kind of have a similar philosophy? Have you developed one? Have you worked with guys who have had philosophies like that? Yeah, I mean, I think overall, Excuse me, you can simplify it and just practicing well prepares you for game execution. And that's the biggest thing. Whether it's 5,000 reps, you know, I've heard before 10,000 hours makes you an expert, whatever you may want to say. Um, but to me, it's just repetition obviously makes you better. It gives you the opportunity to see multiple looks. gives you the opportunity to adjust and learn from your own mistakes and the mistakes of those next to you. So when you get it in live action, you can make the correct adjustment on the fly. So far over the course of the season, what have the, been the biggest takeaways for you about what it's like for defenses and the challenges they face without uh, crowd noise, home or away? And specifically, have you noticed a big difference in the way quarterbacks are able to use the, the hard count? Yeah, I think you've seen that across the league. The quarterbacks really this year are doing a good job using the hard counts. You know, while that shouldn't be something that impacts defenses across the league, it is. And the quarterbacks have done a great job of that. I think you see a lot of teams changing up their communication on the line of scrimmage because of how much you can hear on TV copies and how much the microphones pick up. So that being said, we've already noticed a lot of teams that are changing up their verbiage, you know, and we've made, you know, adjustments ourselves along the way to account for what other teams can pick up on us. And is there a different kind of challenge um, getting the, getting a defense to, like, the energy level that it needs when, when the stadiums are, are, are quiet? No. No, you got to bring your own energy to be ready to play. Thanks. Julian? Hey, Coach. Um, I'm just wondering, you guys have had a little bit of a slow start here, 0-5, and uh, I'm wondering in particular what parts of your game do you think that you need more attention to, and how are you addressing them right now going to this next one? Yeah, I mean, right now, regardless of the record, we're coming back to work, and we're working on being an improved team day by day and week by week. So everyone's got to coach better, everyone's got to play better. There's not a single aspect of our performance that we don't want to improve on. You know, no matter how good it may be compared to where it was in week one, it has to be much better by week 16. So we've got to keep improving as a team. Hey, Joe, uh, there's been a lot of talk this week about, you know, making progress and that sort of thing. Uh, with Daniel, what's the area or areas you really want to see him, you know, make the next step? 
Well, there's a lot of things, Dan, right now. But, you know, look, this guy's still a young guy. We're working on getting him really comfortable within the scheme, you know, handling different situations. He's made a lot of progress for us. You know, as an entire team, you know, we want to see guys make strides in the running and passing game and defensively and in the kicking game as well. But I've seen a lot of progress in Daniel. Uh, he's definitely come. He's a very resilient guy. He's a fighter. He stands there and plays very aggressive. I'm pleased with the way he played. For the most part to this point, there's obviously some things that all of us as coaches and players have to clean up and learn from and not repeat mistakes. Thanks, Joe. Don Levy. Hey, Joe. You weren't here last year when these two teams met uh, in week, week 16, but I'm sure you've looked back at the film. I'm wondering two things. One, <laughs> when you look back at that and you have 40-ish guys from that team on your team, does the effort that they're playing, despite it being like a two-win team versus a two-win team, does that stand out to you? And then you were on the winning side of a lot of December games. Did you take note of when you were playing teams with the Patriots, the losing teams who gave a good effort in December and the teams that, you know, mailed it in when their season was over? You know, look, regardless of the record, uh, it's our job to always expect everybody's best. And that's our job as coaches. Our players can't go into games overconfident because anybody's record – and we want to make sure we come and we play for 60 complete minutes every week. You know, we play regardless of situation or circumstance or the score in the game with the same energy that we started the game with. So I understand the question you're saying. Um, obviously, I've watched all the games from last year. I've looked at it from different perspectives in terms of, you know, analyzing players individually into what we would have done with this year's roster. That was really early part of the process. In terms of the energy that was played with last year, to be honest with you, Ryan, not to dismiss that part of the question, but I'm really only concerned what we do this year. Joe, you, you've defended uh, Daniel quite a bit in these sessions with us, and uh, Jerry has, and, and uh, Jason has as well. I, I'm curious, do you, do you share those thoughts with him personally? Like, do you, do you tell him that he's your guy? Daniel? Yeah, absolutely. Look, we have all the confidence in the world in the guys on our roster. We have a lot of confidence in Daniel as well. And listen, just my personality, the personality of the coaching staff is, you know, we're very blunt, open, and honest. I'm not really sitting here trying to sell you a car. You know, we're not recruiting you to college. I'm going to tell you the truth every day. And you got to be mentally tough to handle that. You have to understand the criticism that we're giving to you, and you have to be able to, you know, take the coaching and move forward with it. And I'll tell you what, now, number eight does, does that very well for us. You know, he's a tough-minded dude. He responds to a lot of criticism on the outside. But he blocks out and he plays for his teammates internally, and those guys respect that about him. So, you know, have I had, you know, private conversations with every one of our players? Absolutely. Do I say things to them that I'm not going to reveal in the public? Absolutely. Um, and that's just part of my job. Uh, we're very honest with our players. We let them know where they're at, where we need them to go. And then we put them in positions where they can work on how we can get them there. But, you know, today we're focused on Washington. So, you know, I'm sure him, along with every other player on the team, are going to do everything they can to get ready for Washington. And then just a, a quick one on uh, Jabril. How did he come out of the game with his, with his ankle? And do you expect him to be back to close to 100% of the snaps this week? Yeah, we definitely expect to see him having an increased role. You know, we'll see as he goes through these next couple of days of practice where he's at. But, uh, you know, I was pleased with the effort he played with. Um, everyone comes out a little bit dinged and bruised up. That's just the nature of the NFL. But uh, I thought he made some progress for us, and we'll get him on the field, and we'll have an idea of what load he can handle. Zach. Hey, Joe. Uh, I feel like I'm asking you about a talented pass rusher on the other side almost every week at this point. But uh, Chase Young, I'm sure, is a guy that you scattered a bit coming out of Ohio State. Dan, I'm curious what makes him kind of unique in, in the way he's able to produce the way he does. Yeah, I mean, this guy, first off, he's really athletic. I mean, and that, that kind of goes, you know, yeah, I got you. But he's really athletic, which enables him to do a variety of things. You know, his speed off the edge is very good. His reaction on the counter moves, 
the way he plays off contact. He has great instincts to find the ball, which is very important because this is a guy, you go to the Eagles game, you know, they really chipped him a lot with the running back and the tackle, and they try to get the double teams to slow him down. You know, you watch him in that and his ability to spin off and get inside and really still isolate and make it a one-on-one -on -one matchup and get to the quarterback. He's got a great knack for finding the ball in the pocket and really going and attacking the quarterbacks as they're trying to step up in the pocket. He's got versatility to drop in the pass, and he can really play in the zones. He's got good breaking speed. He's a good tackler. You know, this guy plays with a high motor. I mean, it's like, look, you know, whether it's him or Sweat on the other side, I mean, these guys come off the edge. They're dangerous players. And, and then you guys made the you guys. Oh, sorry, if I can just follow up real quick. You, you guys made the decision to cut uh, Damian Ratley, and you called up uh, Austin Mack. I'm just curious what uh, Austin has showed you in, over the course of the season on the practice squad that made you want to do that. You know, he's just guy's been very consistent for us in terms of how he comes to work every day and some of the production he's had in practice. So he's been very dedicated to you know his craft and improving. He's shown some progress in his training camp, but he's a guy that since we got him. You know, has demonstrated, you know, accountability and knowing his assignments, you know, and executing the right technique and being productive when the ball came his way. Jerry said yesterday that um, he said Daniel takes these losses really hard. Um, how does that manifest itself? What do you see how he takes a loss hard? Uh, can a quarterback, a young guy, take a loss too hard? And um, also, uh, late in these games, you always hear about baseball players. Sometimes they say the guy squeezes the bat too hard, you know, gets a little tense in uh, late inning situations. Uh, do you see any of that from Daniel late in these games? No, I don't at all. In fact, he made a lot of good plays for us down the stretch in the Dallas game. You know, made a lot of big completions on extended plays of extended drives for us. No, I don't see any of that with him at all. In fact, I see him getting more comfortable and relaxed within the scheme, which has been a positive. You know, the only thing I could say for Daniel, and I don't want to speak for anybody else, but I would just say in terms of, you know, whatever his emotion is after the game, I see him funnel it into a solid week of work. I see him back in the building early on Monday preparing his body, get back in the tape to review it. I see him here late on Tuesday watching film, and I see him early on Wednesday before the rest of the team shows up getting a jump start on the install. So whatever the emotion is, I can't speak for him on that. I just know that whatever it is, he funnels that into hard work throughout the entire week. You mentioned Montez Sweat and also, of course, Chase Young. And I know it's going to sound like a dumb question, but I've asked them before. Does Daniel have to be, you know, overly cognizant of ball security against two really fast young players who are going to swipe that ball if they can? I think we all have to be. That's every player on the team. This team's done a great job producing turnovers. We're on top of the National Football League in that. Now, that's whether that's the corners making the interception, Kim, because they have great zone vision on those early downs, or if that's them stripping and swatting at the ball for fumble. So every skilled player who touches the ball, all right, has to be very conscious of the players around them because they do a great job attacking that ball. With the guys on the edge, with outside linebackers, obviously we know with Zoe and, and X being down and Marcus and Kyler kind of stepping up. Just wanted to ask you about Cam Brown a little bit. Uh, and when you're dealing with a young player like that who is really – seems to be coming into his own on special teams the last couple of weeks. I know how specials are so important to you. Do you walk a line between how much you want to give him on defense uh, because he's becoming an asset for you on special teams? Is that something you guys think about? No, no. Really, we're going to do whatever's best for the team. So if this guy can play every snap on defense, every snap in the kicking game, I have no problem with that. And look, I've been able to be around some players. Uh, look, Coach Patrick Chung in 2015, this guy played every snap of defense for us and never came off the field in the kicking game either. So if you've got that kind of motor, that kind of tank, you can handle that load, we'll give it to you. Now, at the same time, we've got to do what's best for the team. So maybe not every situation is where you have to be. I would say for Cam, he's a guy who really is coming into his own in the kicking game. I think the one thing about special teams for young players is 
it allows them to really learn and adjust to the speed of the game and the physicality. And just the reactionary instincts they have to develop within the game, that transfers over to offense or defense as well. So he's gotten some good exposure already through five weeks of really playing and seeing some, you know, fast-paced ball in front of him. That should apply and help him in defense eventually. You know, we'll practice him this week. Uh, he's always been practicing those roles anyway. And we'll see where it leads us by the game plan. I know you guys had a, a workout with Trent Harris. I know uh, you're probably going to be adding to the practice squad, at least from what I understand. But are you, did you cross his paths much two years ago when he was up in New England? And why is he a fit with what you guys like to do defensively with Pat? Well, we did. We worked him out. We signed him to the practice squad. He was with, I was with him in New England, and he was with Pat in Miami as well. So, look, this is a guy that plays on the edge. Uh, I think he's got a good skill set in terms of setting the edge, some pass rush ability. You know, we're see, we'll see where he's at through the week of practice. Uh, we're going to work all the guys on our roster and practice squad every week within the game plan and see what pieces fit best for us. But, you know, he's a lunch pail type of guy, comes to work every day, doesn't say much, just works, you know, good team first personality. So he's a good match for what we're looking for right now. We'll look to see if, you know, what opportunities present itself to him.